welcome to Telling the Tale. It's a podcast that I am on. I'm your host, Mitchell Farley-Wolf, and I'm joined today, as always, with, uh, with uh, my co-host, Dustin Chasson. I am uh, the... You weren't ready, knight. and that's okay. That's okay. I am the knight. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the, the dark podcasting knight, like Batman is. That's fine, Dustin. You really weren't ready today, but <laughs> <laughs> I kind of stumbled into it. Today. Yeah, I we talked a lot getting ready for <laughs> the start of the show, so I I find it uh, interesting that it seemed to take you by surprise a little bit. I I didn't have a good bit prepared. <laughs> well, let's just head into it. Uh, how was your weekend? Um, it's been good so far. Um, our AC is working again, so I'm not in a miserable uh, swamp of my own sweats and juices. I am excited to see what kind of Dustin that turns out. <laughs> we'll see. How long was it broken? Like a month and a half. Jeebs. Yeah, that sucks. That, that might be... It, it's... The thing is... I just got so used to the misery that it kind of all blended together. It could have been longer. It could have been shorter. Uh, I was speaking with someone we both know who is from Britain, who was saying like, yeah, Americans can't handle it at all when they don't have an air conditioner. And it, it took a lot in me to not be like, dude, your country is pocket sized and you don't <laughs> have deserts like we do. It's not yeah, the you same, don't buddy. get it. Yeah, it can be a hundred easy. It has been a hundred for the last month or so, and I've had to sit here and deal with it without AC. Don't tell me I can't deal with not having AC. Yeah. I had to. Yeah, but in in their little rock, they they find some reason to feel superior, as is tradition. I guess this is an anti-British podcast. You want to do that? Yes. No, I like <laughs> British things. Okay. We talked about Wallace and Gromit. Uh, let's talk about a distinctly American thing, though, being Batman okay. the Telltale Series, Episode 5, City of Light, released on December 13th, 2016, directed by Kent Moodle, written by Megan Thornton, uh, excuse me, Meredith Ainsworth, James Windler, and designed by Chris Hawkabout and Matthew McManus. I always love hearing that Hawkabout name. Chris Hawkabout is a good name. Yeah. It's, yeah. And, uh, he's there very often these days, so I'm glad to have him. Same. I love saying it. So this was the season finale for Batman. We would find out not the series finale um, because there is another season after this, but it is a local end point. Yeah. Um, Mitchell, I got a question for you regarding this episode, though. Yeah. How how do you feel about it? Oh, I wasn't expecting the question. <laughs> you know, you're really finding your feet with this whole podcasting thing. Uh, I liked it. I, I thought it was good. Um, we'll get into a, a, a few of the specifics as we go on. I thought it was very interesting that they focused the entire crux of this season around... A character that did not exist in any other Batman things. Um, yeah, they, they had the Penguin. They had Two Face. They kind of had Joker. They ha they definitely had Catwoman. But out of all of them, um, Lady Arkham really was the 
villain of this story in the end. And uh, this story, I guess, really only could have been told about this new character. I don't think it would have worked as well if it was about any other, like, trying to put this format of this, like, what they want to talk about here, the story they want to show, using another pre-existing Batman character. So I think that's, uh, I think it's bold for Telltale to have done, and Mm -hmm. I think it worked out in their favor. I agree. I can, I can agree with that. Um, yeah, it wouldn't have worked if it was just, uh, like, what if it turned out it was the Riddler at the end? Yeah, yeah, it could be the Riddler, it could be like, I don't know, Poison Ivy maybe, but it's... Bane, yeah, Poison Ivy, in the last episode they'd trick you and say, oh, actually, Poison Ivy was doing this, uh, she just didn't get around to the plant part yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah and, and becoming a plant is all, like, what season two is about. <laughs> I guess we'll see. I don't know anything about season two other than some things. Yeah, I guess that's the thing with um, Batman stories, where like it, if you hit a certain level of realism and grittiness, like uh, the Nolan movies did, or the new Robert Pattinson movie did, or uh, this game series did, you really can't have a plant woman <laughs> or Clayface. That's too bad because that's one of my favorite things about Batman. I like that the villains are so crazy. Or like King Shark. You just can't. You kind of can't. I, I don't want a world where I can't have King Shark. You're in it. This is that. So do you, you hate that? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I mean, well, like, now you, that you, you can't have King. I, I bet you dollars to donuts. Season two of this game does not have a King Shark in it. <laughs> you know what? I I That's probably right. Yeah. Now that I think about it, I bet King Shark will not be in it. I bet it. Um, I think maybe you could have a Harley Quinn. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Maybe you could have a Robin. Can't have a King Shark. Man. Well, I don't know, because I think about that, like, big guy that was... uh, Remember remember that big guy you fought earlier, and he was also in this episode in Arkham? Oh, he was one of uh, the Penguins guys? Yeah, I mean, that's a huge guy. Yeah, but he's a guy. Right, but I... He's not a shark. Right, but I don't know. I look at that guy don't and I think... Don't say right, maybe... but. That's such an important distinction. I look at that guy and I think maybe there could be sharks in the world. <laughs> no, okay, to clarify, before the comment section bites my head off, I do think there are sharks in this world. <laughs> I don't think I, I'm King not shark stupid. <laughs> I'm not dumb. <laughs> I know what a shark is. Um I was at a concert last night. They might be giants. It was super fun. There was a uh, a giant uh animatronic shark hanging from the ceiling at the venue. Ooh, and that sounds had, dangerous. It had well, no. You can cool. fix something to the ceiling pretty easily. It's been done. Chandeliers. You hear about them, Dustin? Oh, now that you mention it, I might have. Yeah. Uh, but it had uh, these, these glowing eyes and a jaw that moved. Was it scary? No. Oh, that's good. I mean, maybe if I was tiny. <laughs> 
to be fair, if you were tiny, lots of things would be scary, like uh, cereal boxes that could fall on you. Well, I expected to feel a little bit tiny at the They Might Be Giants concert, but the mat, the might of it all turned out to be on the negative side. So, um, right, I, I was curious about that, but you yeah, know, I I guess it could have gone either way, so I can't be too upset. I've been trying to go to one of these concerts forever to find out the answer to that question, and. I did, and, you know, it was on the, the less preferred side, but I don't hold it against him. They said yeah, might, they did not say are. Yeah, I take a look at, uh, they might be giants up on stage. I see that they're not giant, and I said, King Shark could never exist in this world. <laughs> That's exactly true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess, I guess when you, I, I never even thought about it up until now, but I guess that is my preferred way to do a batman world i want to i i prefer when you can have king sharks and clay faces out there but uh you know i'm not gonna hold that against this season you you can do different takes with batman of course yeah and i I think that's common and like if you go through arkham there's uh a bunch of characters in that one scene in the last episode that you pointed out that are like, oh, this is an actual Batman villain, or this is an actual Batman villain, but we just get their, like, regular names, and clearly they're kind of uh, pre-supernaturalized. Like, yeah, well, like some of then, those would be like, oh, this is King Shark before he's a shark. Yeah, and even then, the ones that were there are, like, not normally like uh the guy who becomes scarface is in there that's just a guy with a puppet that shoots people Mm -hmm. yeah that can exist that that can exist well isn't that isn't in that one the puppet the real guy and the guy is like being controlled by it so that's kind is that not it um i mean the way i took it was the guy's uh mental problems was that he thought like, he thinks the puppet is real, but it really is just an extension of him. But I guess it could go either Well, way. in this game, that is definitely the case. But for yeah. other instances of the character. I think a lot of the time it's kept pretty vague. Okay. Like, I think it could go either way. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I think this game... Yeah, that's that's the trick with Batman. Because... If you take all of the things Batman has canonically been a part of in the comics, clearly this is a supernatural world, a mystical mm-hmm. world, a world with um, aliens from far off planets and magicians who are actual wizards and animals that can talk and things from parallel dimensions. And like Batmite is a weird thing. Remember Batmite? Man, imagine if Batmite was in season two of this. Yeah, Batmite is a fifth dimensional being who's just who just like really likes Batman and can teleport mm-hmm. everywhere. So that yeah, like you can't have that in this. You know what? I'm I'm gonna say it right now. If season two decides to say fuck it, let's break reality and just have all this weird shit, I would be for it. I wouldn't care. Yeah, sure. I mean like I would want it I like the story though, you know, and I think that yeah, it does no, in agree. some ways break it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I I agree. Like, in this specific case, it would be weird to have stuff like that. But just uh, going off my own taste, I would not mind if they just said, eh, you know what, let's throw in King Shark. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I I would not be against seeing a King Shark. 
or or a poison ivy like yeah just if you want to delve more i i don't see that being the direction season two goes but i do kind of prefer that take on bat i i that might be why uh part of at least why batman the animated series is so popular is because it's allowed to be both like it's Mm -hmm. allowed to be kind of a more grounded world like you don't look at that and say oh yeah this is wild and crazy but then they do have stuff like poison ivy and clayface in there it it, and, and it's believable. It's just a world where you can believe this kind of stuff can happen. I think it comes down to the idea of like who Batman as a person is, because the core of what Batman is, is he is just a guy. He doesn't have superpowers. And mm-hmm. most of the most popular Batman villains, including basically everyone we saw here, uh, Penguin, Catwoman, Joker, um, even Lady Arkham and uh, Two-Face are not supernaturally strong, are not yeah. supernaturally uh, wild in, in any way. So that puts Batman just having uh, Bruce Wayne's connections and funding at an incredibly like powerful state. And that's kind of where this story's Batman has to be. Because I, this story's Batman, and we'll definitely talk about this, it's all about the privilege Bruce Wayne was born into and reckoning with those privileges. Reckoning yeah. with that um, inherent giftedness that someone like Bruce Wayne would grow up with that Oswald Cobblepot or Vicky Vale did not. Yeah. Um, so in order to have that be the story, it needs to be in a position in which... Um, Bruce Wayne is seen as a really powerful figure. And in a world with sorcerers and king sharks, like, he can't be, you know? All of a sudden, Batman takes a back seat into, oh, he's the least powerful member of the <laughs> Justice League, right? He's the least right. powerful member of um, anything with the extended DC Universe involved. Yeah. Uh, so it, it definitely changes, like, what you can say with that character if you're telling that story. Agreed. Yeah, because in that, uh, have you seen the the Justice League movie from like five years ago? I have not Either seen version it. You know what's it. weird? You know what's so weird? My sister saw it, and she never, she doesn't give a a heck about Batman or DC or anything. Yeah. Yeah, I I guess th- that means the answer to your question is no. I have not. Seen it. <laughs> <laughs> well, did your sister like it? Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> um, I I saw the the Zack Snyder redo of it um, mm-hmm. after the Joss Whedon one was negatively received. But anyway, how was it? with, with uh, the how was the Zack Snyder version? Yeah, it was it was clearly better than what I was expecting from how people were talking about the movie when it was the Joss Whedon version. Right. It still needed an editor though. Like it's this weird thing where. They wanted to give, like, all the power in the editor's room back to Zack Snyder, which is, like, a, um, it's a stroke in the right direction. But then what really should have been there the first time is he's got all the directorial power. And um, in the editor's room, he's he's checked in a few different ways to, like, not do a four-hour movie, right? Do a two-and-a-half-hour right. movie. Um, so it still should have been a two-and-a-half-hour movie. But I, I do like a lot of the... 
decisions he was able to make. It, I don't know if I love the movie still. It's fine. But like, yeah. Anyway. I get you. I get you. Uh, like Batman's role in that movie is kind of the underdog a little bit where he's assembling the team. It's the Justice League is his team. Mm-hmm. Um, but everyone on it, in, including Wonder Woman and Aquaman and um, they don't have a Green Lantern, but like the Flash, they're so incredibly powerful compared to him that he's he's put into this back position of like his strength is leadership. And uh, yeah, it, it's also very gritty. So I, I don't think it's about like the grittiness or darkness of a story. I think it's just what they want to make the story about. Because right. um, it's probably more gritty than the Telltale game. But the Telltale game just needs Batman to be understood to be in a position of power because of his privilege. And it's it's a complete reversal if you include um, the Flash in that world. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, I... I bet they could do Poison Ivy, but she's like a regular woman who just has a fungal infection or something. She's like an eco-terrorist. Yeah, we she had one of those. Maybe she CSI. looks like a like a clicker in The Last of Us with like <laughs> fungus growing out of her and stuff. And man, even even that's like crazier than I was thinking. Well, yeah, but like you could see realistically how it would happen. I, right. Not yeah. I guess not super realistically, but um I mean, the idea of Two-Face in and of itself is kind of not very realistic either. But the way they got there in this story took a regular man and made him a regular man with problems that is understood as Two-Face. Yeah. So that makes sense in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't talked about the game at all. <laughs> Let's go for it. How do you feel about it? I thought it was good. Um, so you were really high on a couple of these episodes in this season. Um, and I don't know if you were really high on the season overall, though. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I did like it. I enjoyed my time with it. I thought it was very good. But, like, I, I don't know if I could put it up there with, like, some of the more memorable telltale seasons for for me just the telltale games that resonate with me more even though i i did really enjoy it and i like the batman ip in general compared to something um, compared to something specific you like it more than uh wolf among us i don't think i can say i like it more than wolf among us i just okay. really liked how creative wolf among us's uh world was i, I really liked it so below wolf among us below minecraft no above minecraft okay um, it, I part of imagine that, above uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Even then, I didn't dislike Game of Thrones as much as I thought I was going to, but I'm still not like in love with it. Sure. Yeah, I I didn't expect you to become that way. Yeah. Um, I'd say it's still pretty. I. It's hard because I don't think I would even put it above like any of the Sam and Max games, but that's just because I'm such a huge Sam and Max fan. I would say, like, as a game, it's probably better than Seasons 1 and 2, but I don't think I'd prefer to replay it over them. 
There are you know aspects you know of this I mean? finale that I think bring it down for me too a little bit in in comparison to uh, some of the other post Walking Dead games, at least. Yeah, it, it we talk about it before how we feel like uh, it, it feels like a lot of Telltale games they're really good at sticking the landing at the very least, like whether or not they're good up until then it feels like uh a lot of the time they're able to really really pull it off at the end and i feel like this is one of the rare cases where i feel like the parts i enjoyed the most are in the middle rather than because like we yeah, talk about things I like i totally agree uh, with that yeah we talk about things like uh tales from the borderlands how like episodes one and five i would say are the standouts for me. It, it starts on a high note, ends on a high note. And here, mm-hmm. I just felt like I got a lot more out of episodes two, three, and four than I did one one and five. And that's not to say one and five are bad at all. They're they're good episodes. But like this episode in particular, when it came down to doing my segments, I was like, did anything really stand out to me? Like it it was you have that like big fight and there's obviously stuff happens that's interesting in this episode but i was struggling to really think like what really wowed me this time like was there a scene on the level of the bar fight scene with selena and bruce and there there just really isn't like none of the characters were bad but i don't feel like any character really shined super bright either i i think that Early on in this episode, in the very beginning, with uh, with Two Face at Wayne Manor, mm-hmm. is is a highlight for me. And yeah, that, yeah, that was later good. In the I like episode, I like that. Um, both like the climax against Lady Arkham and the very very end with the speech. I like those as well. Those are those are highlights. Uh, but like, I think I agree with you. the The process of like solving this mystery. Finding out it was Vicky Vale, for instance, mm-hmm. and working with Catwoman, and going through some of the status quo of Batman stuff, um, e- even while they are like drifting toward the inevitable conflict with uh, Thomas Wayne's participation uh, participation in mob stuff, that th- stuff was probably my favorite stuff in the episode, and like that first visit to Arkham was great. Yeah, that first vi- visit in uh, episode four that was really cool, and then after that, yeah, it it kind of slowed down in order to speed up at the end, mm-hmm. and yeah, I'm not sure it stuck the landing quite as well as something like Tales from the Borderlands or either of the Walking Dead uh, like main seasons we've played so far. Yeah, or really Wolf Among Us either. I think on the whole, I would put it around the level i view the wolf among us Uh, right like i i still prefer wolf among us but only by like batman might be like right below it for me uh, i I think it does different things better and different things worse it could go either way for me with the wolf among us and batman I feel that. And like I said, I I don't feel like anything in this episode's done badly or anything like like you were talking about the big uh, climactic fight with Vicky Vale. That is like it 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 is like a standout scene obviously, but I don't know part of it just feels like it's a standout scene because it's supposed to be. Just like it's the big climactic battle. 
Yeah. And it, it does some cool stuff, but it doesn't, like, hit me. Yeah, like, The Walking Dead is a great example. It doesn't hit me in the same way a finale for Walking Dead hits me, where I'm, like, just so excited to see where it goes. With this, I'm just kind of like, I, you get the feeling you know where it's going to go. There, there aren't any surprises. So, um, there's this... Well, there is one surprise. What's the one surprise? Um, I was a little surprised to find out that uh, Vicky's foster parents had a dungeon, a literal dungeon. So, okay, uh, it's been eight days since I've played this episode, so remind me, please, did we go to the Vale's house and find the, like, vent with the crayon on the walls this episode or last episode? This episode. This, okay, let's talk about that. So okay. uh, we, we've we heard from last episode, kind of from what Vicky said in passing a little bit, and from what the uh, the Vales' current kid also said, which was that the Vales did not treat their foster children well. Yeah. Uh, they were hinted at as being, uh, if not completely abusive, at least toxic. In this, we've seen the full extent of that, which is uh, way more than what was hinted at. They are very bad people. yeah they are uh just abusing the heck out of their children and uh you find this it it, it looks like a ventilation system thing but i'm I'm not exactly sure what it is like a bunker um where there's evidence of vicky being tortured as a kid as she would like scrawl um and scratch at the walls just explaining what's happening to her in that chamber uh and she brought alfred there to abuse as well yeah that's rough rough for alfred yes yeah sorry about that man uh how how did you feel about that reveal um this this might be the one part of this episode where i was like oh wow that's uh surprising like i didn't ex- like yeah you get the I, I think it ties into what we were talking about earlier about uh realism and i feel like this maybe maybe i'm just totally off the mark here but it feels maybe a step into cartoony territory having a literal dungeon with shackles it it just in this world of like i could buy the veils being abusive parents but uh, when we got here, I was both like, oh, wow, this is crazy. But then at the same time, I'm like, mm, yeah, it, maybe maybe a little too crazy. Like, a, well, just so you're a saying that and you're, you're, you're talking about it like you don't like it. But now you're talking about like, well, what if there was a king shark and you'd like that? And like, <laughs> I, I feel like that's the give and take, you know, that's right. Right. That's no, the, I know. The take. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I only had that thought. After getting out of that scene, mm. um, because when I first got there, I was like, whoa, this is crazy. They just totally blindsided me with this. But um, yeah, may- maybe a little takes me out a little bit just because it's so maybe it's less the fact they did it and more. It just kind of comes out of nowhere. Like up until now. They never hint. Well, I guess that's the point. It's supposed to catch you off guard just how bad they were. But um, yeah, it it was a it was a shock. Mm-hmm. And I I, I don't want to say it's uh, it's 
bad. Like, I don't want to say this is something you can't do in this. But just in retrospect, I am a little like... It 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 feels a lit a tiny bit out of place, the tiniest bit out of place. I think they're relying on a lot of um, pre-existing knowledge of some of these characters in the story, like uh, like with Catwoman. They don't really go into the origin of why she wears a cat mask or why she's a thief so much as to say like she just is. And yeah. um, with Two Face, there's a lot of like what's going on inside of Two Face's head. That they don't explain in this game. Um, because I think it's... Like, if you don't know the character Two-Face, you're like, oh, he's just going insane because of the drugs. Or if you do know the character Two-Face, you you just put your knowledge of how that character works on this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so when they have a character like Lady Arkham, who you can't do that with, there, there is no pre-existing knowledge of her. I think this whole, like bunker sequence the scene is primarily there in order to give a character who is new to the batman universe an origin story that is memorable and and tragic uh yeah and and i think they they reached pretty hard on it yeah and i i i think it works enough like i I can buy it enough Mm -hmm. um it's just I don't know. I don't, I don't even know what I'm trying to say about it. It, it. I feel like I'm conflicted on it, I guess. Yeah, you Conf- find out conflicted, that... Um, conflicted, but leaning towards the side of it working fine. You find out that she um, created the mask of Lady Arkham, at least in concept, on her doll down here. So, like, this is... The, the abuse of her parents it, uh, driving her out of feeling accepted and feeling sane created this character lady arkham and now she blames everyone who might have had uh anything to do with the um the creation of arkham asylum and the poor way in which it's run and everything related to that right um which which yeah like i i think that the present it's more about presentation right like the the presentation of this is so extreme Compared to some of the uh, a bit more subtle ways that the rest of the game has been. Yeah, I think that's it. Like, if if you found out that she was being abused by her parents and that drove her to do this, I can totally buy that. But having a literal dungeon in your in your suburbs house. Yeah, I think is is maybe a little uh, a, a little on the silly side. Yeah. In the last episode, we saw her attack. Well, not in the moment that she was doing it, but we could tell she was attacking her parents, her foster parents, um, yeah. carving out their eyes and hanging them in closets and stuff, which is, uh, you know, abusive to say the least in, in a difficult way to kill people that she yeah. went out of her way to do. Um, so it, it did give more weight to, uh, the fact that she hanged her dad with one of the belts. Yeah. Yeah, because she was probably hit with that belt or something. Yeah. Um. So I I think maybe maybe the the position they found themselves in as the writers of this story were that like the player should be able to uh, empathize, if not sympathize, with Vicky Vale by the end of the story, um, mm-hmm. if not agree with, just understand like, wow, yeah, you had 
a point in order to drive the uh, leg- the legitimacy of the things that were happening. And you mm-hmm. couldn't outweigh the way she killed her parents unless you really, really make it dark in, in the way that she was like brought up. Yeah. Um, so maybe it was just a balance issue where uh, the thing we saw her do was too heinous to just say like she was ignored <laughs> or, or something <laughs> as a kid. So right you, you gotta you gotta up yeah. the ante you're you're a, a victim of your own passion and how explicitly the story was told in episode four so you have to keep doing it keep going further yeah kind of caught in their own trap yeah um but even even then i don't you know i'm not saying this because i think it ruins the episode or even that it's done that badly or anything i i i was with the story enough yeah, I want to talk about Harvey Dent, though. Okay, let's talk about Harvey Dent. Because this is the first scene in the episode. This is the opening. Yeah. Um, Bruce or Batman shows up? Bruce, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. So Bruce Wayne goes back to Wayne Manor, his own house. Uh, the mayor has been occupying it for a while. And everyone's been, like, <laughs> like on the news and stuff. Yeah, the mayor's just being weird in there. <laughs> yeah, could you like stop him? He's like got hostages. Yeah, he's he's like explicitly and publicly murdering people, and still the police department's like, uh, he's the mayor. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I guess <laughs> I guess he's the mayor. What if are you we didn't gonna, want to be murdered by the mayor? You shouldn't have voted for him. I yeah, I guess that's on us. <laughs> <laughs> it, it does make you wonder like what are the laws of this american city gotham like <laughs> <laughs> if you, if you're the mayor you can just do it you can just do anything like there's no federal government above you for some reason well i mean he he was arrested after this he was arrested after this because he let himself sort of like drop his guard right yeah because without bruce wayne just like walking in saying Stop, come on. He would have kept doing stuff. Yeah. Uh, Well, he did have hostages. Some uh, various people, like one of the Mm -hmm. news reporters, um, police peoples, uh, his assistant. I think that's all of them. Uh, Well, there was a uh, child of Arkham in there. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, right. Yeah, just like every faction, he's, he's completely lost his way. Because in the beginning, this was about... Flushing out the children of Arkham. Uh, but now it's like, well, some of the police aren't, like, completely happy with how aggressive and murderous he's being and trying to do it. So now he's ma- angry at the police. And he doesn't like it's, uh, how that's being covered on the news. So now he's angry at the news. And he doesn't like how his own, like, receptionist was talking to Bruce Wayne in the past. So now his receptionist is there. Uh, and they're all, he's, there's no one on his side in his mind. Right. Misplaced anger, I think. Yeah. Uh, and there's a bit with Selena where Selena's, uh, Bruce goes, uh, so what, you think that just because of what we did, uh, that broke Harvey? And Selena's like, um, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not saying it's an appropriate reaction, but yeah, I think that was what did it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so did you save all the hostages? 
I well, one of them dies before you like get there. Yeah. Um. So that one, no. Otherwise, I think I did. Yes. Yeah. So I found out you can uh not save some of them if you say the wrong thing. <laughs> yeah. I it at that point it it felt obvious, more obvious than a lot of Telltale games. What I should do. Right. Um, not to say that I, I was disappointed it was easy or anything, but like, I know what to not say to <laughs> when someone's got a gun to someone's face, and yeah, I guess yeah. I didn't. <laughs> oh, so you didn't, huh? Okay, never mind. I take well, back everything well, I said. Well, so here's how it went. Okay. Normally, I try to avoid doing this. Sure. But I bet, yeah. <laughs> I lost. I lost one hostage. Okay. And then I thought to myself, can does this have to happen or can I go back and just have it not? And so I reset, said something else, and then the, it, it was his assistant that uh, died the first time. And then I went back and uh, saved him the second time. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, ju- I just wanted to see if that's how it what was, was going to play out. What was the exact choice, if you remember? Um, so the first time, oh, what did I say? Was it about the coin? I, I think it was about the coin. I said, like, you, you're you a slave to that coin, Harvey Dent. Look at you now. And then he was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to kill this assistant. And then he did. <laughs> to, to prove that he didn't need to, like, flip on it? That's not how it went. I fucked up. Uh, it, it was just he he flipped the coin and then shot the assistant. Okay. And then, and th- giving him the choice to flip the coin is what made him kill the assistant. And then the second time, I was like, "This isn't you, Harvey. This this isn't the Harvey Dent I knew." That made him be. That made him not even flip the coin. He was like, "Go on, get out of here," before I flip again. Uh, he's just addicted to flipping that coin. There's an interesting, um, like, opener to this opener where it it takes place in, I I guess, like a year ago or something. And it's Bruce Wayne talking to Harvey Dent at uh, some sort of mixer. And Mm -hmm. they're sitting off to the side. And Harvey's explaining his passion for, like, making Gotham a better place. Bruce is saying, you're one of the first politicians I've ever liked. I'm going to fund your campaign. Yeah. And uh, Harvey takes out a coin in the past and he's like, uh, I forget what he flips on. But it, it was something like casual. Um, but yeah, like he flips the coin in the air. And then when he catches it, you can see that it's been like it moves back to the present day where Bruce was sitting. There's a hostage just sitting on the ground and then. Uh, Harvey has a gun pointed to his head and in that like that transition was very cool and, and yeah seamless. that's a yeah I agree that's a cool one very good cinematic moment um, it was it was weird to have Harvey Dent in that uh, flashback uh, turn to Bruce and said I'm never gonna become Two-Face <laughs> I am the most singularly faced person I know <laughs> if I became a Two-Faced man that would be strange to me <laughs> I would be, at the very least, against it, he says. <laughs> uh, that, some good... Bruce never even gave that line a second thought. <laughs> well, he didn't know about a thing called Two-Face yet. It's new. 
<laughs> he hadn't read the Batman comics before this. Um, so yeah, I think it's interesting to to show that he was always flipping coins for stuff, but like it started as a casual thing, and now it's an obsession. In that now it's an obsession. I think this is probably my preferred way to incorporate the coin because the coin really is not related to his. Um, by the way, never became Two Face in the face for me. He just has the black eye. Doesn't even have that anymore. Healed. He's wow, just he's a regular just guy. A guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of glad I let him get his face burnt. Um, is it how burnt is it? Is like there is there bone exposed or anything like that? Um, I can try to find a picture and send it your way. No, that's not good for podcasts. <laughs> no, we'll we'll don't. Oh, like that's ever stopped us before. Yeah, but tell me with words so the listener knows. Uh, it's like meaty. Okay. It's like burnty. Gotch. Gotch, I say. Here, I got one right now. Okay. I'll just... Yeah, just send it over. Yeah, I mean, we can keep talking. No, we'll be quiet for it. Okay, cool. Mm Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. Uh, yeah, definitely a gross-looking guy. Yeah, that's a lot worse than yours, I assume. Yeah, I know. Mine's mostly just the left side of this picture, but also on the right. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. Uh, I think they, they I think they definitely took a lot from The Dark Knight and the way this looks. Right. Um, especially with, the, it looks like there's a, a batch of sinew on the exposed part of his mouth going from the top to the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I like that my Harvey Dent does not look like tooth, uh, toothache. (laughs) Toothache. (laughs) Uh, that he doesn't look that way because it really centers the hysteria of it all on the, uh, the way that the drugs have affected his psyche and the way his psyche has broken because of uh, a, a number of things that have gone wrong in his life. Uh, and if it was all about the face, then I think it would have been like, well, how seriously am I taking this, the the, the psychological aspects of Two-Face, if it's really just like, I'm looking at the effect of what a face messed up does to a person. Right. See, I, I'm kind of the opposite. I feel like the face kind of helps me a little since uh i think it's i think it's a combination of both the drugs effects and just such a traumatic event Mm -hmm. uh having a an effect on his psyche combined with uh things like catching bruce with selena just just like a bunch of factors adding up to him becoming this uh dangerous criminal yeah yeah i mean it definitely looks more intense in your version of events Right, yeah, I I just take the accident as something else to help drive him over the edge combined with all... Like, like it's all the other psychological uh, damage done to him that the bad spot he's in is just intensified by this uh, traumatic thing that happened to him having a real effect on his mind. Uh, but I like that uh, both of us can... Uh, prefer it both ways like it doesn't feel like there's any one right way to have this play out yeah um yeah i guess it's one of those things where like oswald cobblepot doesn't look anything like the penguin normally looks um Mm -hmm. 
And it's really only in the way that he acts that it comes out at all. Um, so Two-Face also doing that for me doesn't feel that off. Uh, but right. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah! The coin thing. Yeah, so like in The Dark Knight, the way the coin thing works is the coin falls out of his pocket and the entire room uh, lights on fire with like a gas fire, which is what burns his face off. And it chars one side of the coin and he like has that coin and he's like well now this is my coin and uh <laughs> it, it one side is clean and the other is charred because before that it was a double-sided uh both sides are heads coin ah. that he would flip in uh situations where like look heads my way tails your way we'll leave it up to the coin but he has a fake coin um right to be kind he's, of he's a real shithead he's being cheeky about it he's he's a nice guy at that point he, but he's like kind of you know, a little trickster elf <laughs> i'm going to get things my way um but yeah so like the thing that got rid of his side of his face is also the thing that scarred the coin um and he couldn't just do everything he wanted to all the time that's like em- emphasized on the way the coin works i think giving him a tendency to flip coins in this version of the story kind of just makes it just it just sort of makes that feel more yeah normal to me <laughs> yeah uh, i yeah. no i totally agree it, it's something that he was already doing beforehand but now uh with his psyche escalating it uh it drives that obsession more and more. It, it turns into something he's desperate for uh relying on right um so i wrote at this point in my notes right after the uh right after the police end up taking two-face away Mm -hmm. i wrote penguin is out catwoman seems to be out there would be another catwoman uh scene in this episode but she's mostly out she's not gonna help anymore um two-face is now out joker is not important enough yet uh, so yeah, it's all Lady Arkham from here on out. Basically, just after the first scene of this episode, um, it's going from a very wide cast yeah. of established Batman characters to an incredibly focused narrative perspective on one uh, original character. Uh, an yeah. interesting direction for the episode to go. Yeah, definitely. It, it's interesting how uh, they were able to just take them all out uh, pretty fast. <laughs> Uh, I also have in uh, my notes immediately after that. Oh, looks like Selena's back. She's done with me, though. We kissed. Bummer. <laughs> Bummer, dude. Did you kiss? Did you get a kiss in this one? Um, I did not get a kiss. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> it it didn't give me the option. Sorry. Don't blame this on me. Well. I would have kissed. I had the option. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems to be a recurring theme. I, I don't know what to tell hmm. you. Hmm. Interesting. Man, we we better have we better be able to have a romantic kiss in season two of Minecraft. <laughs> oh man, uh, I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna nail that one. Yeah. <laughs> I won't even know about it because I'll be playing it too normal. <laughs> yeah i i got the crazy route <laughs> yeah if you make entirely inhuman choices every time you actually get to have a little kiss 
Yeah, you get the best possible ending if you go off the rails. <laughs> um, I also wrote down that uh, Bruce Wayne's return to the CEO position, which happens after Oswald is ousted from the position because he's arrested. Um, mm-hmm. It happens off screen and it's entirely unceremonious. He's just like, well, it looks like my CEO status has been reinstated so I can use this Wayne tech again. Hmm, glad that worked out for me. Um, I I liked the turmoil at wayne enterprises it's maybe the only time in any batman story i've ever cared about the way the wayne company ran so i i thought it was a little weird that we were yeah. not allowed to see how that went down yeah um i mean i i agree with you it's like maybe the one time i was kind of invested but i wasn't I, I, I didn't feel like I was really missing that much, but I do feel like we should have at least seen something. Yeah, like they made that, uh, w- one of the members of the board, that woman, uh, I forget her name every time, but they made her a character to care about. Yeah. And they didn't, we don't even see her, like, give back the title or anything like that um, until very, yeah. very late in this episode. Right, she... right at the very end. I think she was, like, standing in the background. I, I didn't even notice her. Wow. I mean, she's just a person. It's not critical. But... Right. <laughs> she, she could have been, right? Like, as an ass... She said that thing about uh, families like ours need to stick together. That could have been part of the story. That could have been um, at least commenting on what does that really mean? Like, rich people need to look out for other rich people? Or do yeah. you mean something more about the state of Gotham? Or, like, you could have talked about that and... Uh, they just they just plop him back into the CEO position. You know what? I think that is kind of that and the way that like Oswald is just out now too are both aspects of this season that I think like man if they if they nailed that in addition to the stuff that they did with Lady Arkham, which I think ends up being quite good, um, in addition to the Two Face stuff, which I thought was quite good. They could have made this a, a real, like, S-tier Telltale series if they yeah. wrapped all their characters up in, in, a, in a more concise and impactful, characterful, meaningful way. Yeah, Oswald's not even in this episode. He's done. Yeah, Oswald's just done. And to be fair, he never was, like, the important person in this story. Yeah. But um, he is a person with goals and desires and impact yeah he was still a part of the story yeah yeah i i mean it's like i said before it's it's not like this episode was done bad but just i feel like all the things they do in it are just stuff you just know how it's gonna play out you know you're gonna have a big showdown with uh lady arkham like and it's not done bad but well i i did like the harvey dent stuff i think that's probably the my favorite part of the episode um i like the harvey dent stuff and yeah i did yeah um i think overall in the whole season i think the character that i was interested in seeing the most was probably harvey dent I I think my favorite still like anytime Selena Bruce Bruce and Selena got to like mm-hmm. I just felt like that stuff was so strong. Uh, you know what? So strong, in fact, that it kind of bummed me out that 
what happened in this episode with Selena? Well, I, I'm taking a bit of an optimistic approach here and assuming yeah, that she's... Well, not just that, Dustin, <laughs> but assuming that um, out of all the characters that they introduced in this season, I think that she's probably one of the ones that's coming back next season. Yeah, I could see that. I know, yeah, we know because of the way it's advertised, it's primarily about the relationship between uh, Bruce Wayne and John Doe. John Doe is the Joker, for anyone who's not keeping up. Um but I, I imagine Selena might be part of that, too. Yeah. Um, I mean, it could go either way, but I, 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 I'd I be pretty positive that she could come back. But yeah, even just the scene with them together in this episode was pretty like it was the point. She was telling you, look, Bruce, you were you were just a job. We had fun. But I'm like, but I liked it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, clearly, if if you pursue it further in my version of the game, um, mm-hmm. you can definitely tell that she's posturing a little bit when she says it was just a job. Yeah, I mean, she is for me too, but... Yeah. Um, and, and like, you can convince her... Uh, as, as she's driving away on her motorcycle at the end of the episode, Bruce goes, am I going to see you again? And uh, she goes, maybe. Hmm, maybe. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so like I, I would say Oswald's story has a beginning, middle, and end. Two-Face's story has a beginning, middle, and end. Lady Arkham's story does. Uh, John Doe's story doesn't even really have a middle. Um, so <laughs> clearly that's where that's going. I I don't think Selena's story has an end yet. That's yeah. uh, So it does feel a little unsatisfying. But it's just not the end of her story. We'll see more of it as we keep going. Yeah. 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 To- it, it's... That's how I felt about, uh, this is going in a totally different superhero direction, but have you seen, uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse yet? Yeah. That's how I felt about that, because, uh, spoilers, uh, that is one half of a movie, and it's great, I had a great time with it, but I can't really Mm -hmm. put my thoughts together on it, because it, it's not over yet. Yeah, and the, the, the second half is supposed to come out next year, right? Yeah, I doubt it will, but... With uh, the strikes and stuff, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. I wanted to ask a question before we move on, uh, okay. completely from the Harvey Dent stuff forever, which is that, um, why does Gotham always seem to fall into hardcore martial law? Like, like a, military runs the streets. Why does Gotham always do that? I don't feel like that's a common trope for too many other, like, superhero movies or, or anything like that. Maybe it's just because of just how shitty Gotham is. Like, it, Gotham's always kind of portrayed as, oh, this is a bad city. There's lots of shit going down here. Yeah. Uh, maybe that... They just feel like that's what they need in a place with uh, as much crime as this. Remember when Bane took over Gotham and it became all it was all snowy and it was that way for like months in The Dark Knight Rises. And everyone's just like, yeah, I live under martial law now. It's just where I live. Yeah, sorry. That's just the way it is. Yeah. And you knew it was bad because it was cold. (laughs) 
That's how you know, man. It's not supposed to be cold. It's right not now. supposed to be cold. It, it looked like it got colder because Bane was in charge. <laughs> That's how you know it's bad. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't have another point to that. I just think it's interesting that that always happens because it's it doesn't seem like whenever that happens, it feels like oh, this is an interesting departure from what a Batman story normally feels like. But on the other hand, I've only ever seen it in Batman. Right. So, yeah. I've so seen it's not it like a common times. trope, but it's kind of a common Batman trope. I've seen it at least three times in movies and this game in Batman stories. So That's that's not a small number. Not a small number. Happens in the Robert Pattinson, happens in Dark Knight Rises, happens in the Telltale series. Uh, probably happens in some other Batman stuff I don't know about in the comics and animated stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're right uh <laughs> you find out vicky vale as lady arkham is in arkham asylum you go there uh you fight through a bunch of people john doe helps you out again he's nothing but a good guy so far uh, i like this take on him I, th- I think it's fun just playing with your expectation like you know what's gonna happen you know yeah. the direction this is gonna go in but look he's being nothing but helpful right now well dustin i actually don't like i i really don't i think the way they're setting up john doe is that this is this is the epitome of like the choose your own adventure kind of aspect of telltale games where it's like hey this guy's very unstable and you can't control everything that happens in his life but he clearly idolizes you so whatever you do you're you're now in charge of creating or not creating the Joker, and you have to manage that. <laughs> That's what I think the game's going to be about next season. Ooh, I like the sound of that. That could be fun. He could be an asset. He could be a friend. In fact, he probably will be a friend no matter what. But like, um, y- a sidekick. You you have you have a. <laughs> it's like one of those um, you know those pills that have the like sponges inside that if you soak them in water they grow into like a dinosaur or a robot or something from like the 90s the sponge pills that if you I, soak them yeah, in water they expand I, I, into a thing i know what you mean but when you described it as a pill first i was thinking like a pill you swallow right no you don't eat these because it'll happen in you but <laughs> and then a big dinosaur sponges inside you yeah uh but it's like a pill capsule though so it dissolves um right yeah, it's like being given one of these, and it's like, hey, if you put it in the right kind of water, it'll be something fun like a dinosaur. Uh, if you put it in the wrong kind of water, and it, you you won't know. It's it's the Joker, and he'll kill you. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit! Look, I must it wasn't a good metaphor. I'll do better at podcast. No, it was good. I thought it was funny. <laughs> it's- <laughs> Well, the funniness of it is actually maybe not like like how like how not good it is if you think about. Oh, it. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's probably the funny part. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, like we we don't know. He's not called the Joker yet. You know, he's yeah. not doing Jokery stuff. He's just a guy. He's just John Doe. Um, so our our choices should they be used as well as maybe choices have been used in at least this game but preferably as well as like a walking dead game uh maybe we're seeing our own take at constructing or 
uh, preventing the construction of the Joker. That'd be interesting. That that'd be pretty. Uh, I don't think I've seen a Batman thing quite do that ever. No, I don't think so. There has been like within within fandom, right on Tumblr or on Twitter, you'll see like people shipping Batman and the Joker all the time, right? Uh, right. Doing sexual fan arts of like Batman hates the Joker, but like I bet he actually just loves him. Uh, yeah, right. No, yeah. No need to tell me. I've I've been around. Which has always, every single time, felt extremely stupid to me. It's it, like he no he doesn't he's just he, the Joker's a murder guy and he's he's crazy you don't you don't kiss murder guys don't kiss murder guys don't think that's cool <laughs> don't think that's cool Tumblr I like yeah I'm I get nervous for you when you think that's cool Tumblr the joke <laughs> anyway um, point is there there's been um you know, interpretations of Batman for a very long time that have put uh, his fascination with the Joker in terms of, like, stopping the crime and the Joker's fascination with Batman in terms of trying to get away with it and breaking the Batman um, have been, you know, compared to romantic obsession in a lot of online spaces. But I don't think I've ever actually seen, uh, like, a real Batman story framed around positive friendship at the very least if not actual romance between bruce wayne and the joker yeah they should do a story where they like hang out i think we'll get one get a burger i don't know if they'll get a burger but i think they're i think they'll hang out at least a couple times yeah you'll you'll go to joker's apartment and just hang out and see his cat maybe john doe moves in That'd be great. Bruce is like, hey, man, you're free to stay here till you get back up on your feet. Yeah, maybe. You're always making me laugh. You're always laughing with your little jokes. Yeah, <laughs> he's always telling himself jokes. <laughs> you know what? That The way you describe it makes me think, of, do you remember those old Looney Tunes with uh, uh, the sheepdog and the wolf? Um... The, the wolf is like trying to get the sheep. And the sheepdog is stopping him. But every episode starts with them clocking in. They're like, hey, Sam. Hey, Ralph. Uh, another day at work. And it, <laughs> it's it's just a job for them. I- imagine something like that. Like Batman versus the Joker. Then after they do their little fights, they both come home to Wayne Manor. And they're like, oh, yeah, that was fun. You almost got me today. Good job. Oh, nice left hook. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, I think that. There, there might be something not obviously as cartoonish as that, but like something between um, if John Doe acts out as the Joker, then the Batman's going to stop him. But John right. Doe loves Bruce Wayne for some reason. Yeah, it, I'm the more you talk about it, the more interested I am to getting to it. I'll, I'll say that much, even though I wasn't like super wowed by, by this season finale. Yeah. I'm still in a spot where I'm really excited to see what they do going forward. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm hoping that the reason that some of this just feels a bit anticlimactic is because they knew they were doing the second season. And yeah. they, they uh, saved character arcs like Selena's and John Doe's until the end of that. Right. Like, 
I I don't know if they knew like if season two was greenlit before season one was even done in development or anything, but uh, I guess I don't know what my point for that was. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, I mean, there, there's a lot of things in Telltale's history where they assumed they were going to get a second season and didn't. Yeah, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Uh, Bone ended prematurely. I, I get the feeling there might have been an attempt to do something with Strong Bad again. Um, what about Monkey Island ending with the, the voodoo lady? Yeah, I don't know if they thought they were going to necessarily be the ones allowed to do that. But, right, but it, at least setting something up for whoever does. Yeah, honestly, of everything that Return to Monkey Island dropped, like I totally get why almost everything from Curse and Escape and Tales were dropped as plot points for Return to Monkey Island. That's right. the one I really feel like, come on, you should have should have kept that a little bit. Like, that's, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence about it. Because on one hand, it's setting up something interesting you can do with the story. But on the other hand, I kind of like her just being on my side. <laughs> I like her just being yeah. a helpful person. too. Like, I'm playing... Uh, sorry, this is getting so far away from Batman. But I started replaying uh, Curse of Monkey Island before the Sea of Thieves stuff comes out. And uh, I like that she's just there to help. I like that she just keeps showing up. And I liked seeing her in Return to Monkey Island. Uh, I would have been a little sad if they had just kept her in a more sinister villainous role. Yeah, I never really internalized it as definitely sinister. I, just more like she's, Some, she's, she's keeping she's a larger involved. picture idea from you for now. Right. Um, and, yeah. and, and I guess there's nothing that happens in Return to Monkey Island to, like, cancel that out. Like, that could still totally happen if they make another Monkey Island game. Um, I suppose, yeah. Maybe maybe uh, Neo Telltale will give it another shot, I, especially now that Monkey Island seems to be um, bouncing between a lot of different developers again. That'd be fun. I'd love another, uh, like, a second, a new Tales of Monkey Island don't call it that, though. <laughs> yeah, that's... Mm, that didn't work out with something else. Yeah, additional tales. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Chronicles? You could do Chronicles. That could be fun. I'd be down for that. Chapters of... Uh, <laughs> Chapters of Monkey Island. Yeah, anecdotes. <laughs> the <laughs> anecdotes Sm about Monkey Island. Small little musings of Monkey Island. Some uh, aperitifs. <laughs> so there's a there's a Zelda dungeon underneath Arkham uh -huh. Asylum. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> uh, because Arkham Asylum is portrayed in this game like, yeah, the security guards are corrupt. The standard of care is low. Um, the people here are not getting the help they need. But it's not like some depictions of arkham asylum have been where it's like a like a hellscape you know mm -hmm. where it's this complete um like bad things are happening to you all the time no one's on uh the level everyone's on the take right um so for this place to have a whole zelda dungeon underneath it um i felt like that was a little much yeah <laughs> i agree yeah um, it it take it it takes it like you said it takes it away from 
that kind of grounded reality it's in and says, no, this is a video game. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Uh, they, they needed a they needed a setting for it. And like maybe it could have been Wayne Manor, but Two-Face did that already this episode. Right. Um, I, I feel like you yeah. could have even just had it in the halls of Arkham Asylum. Like ha- maybe have it lead to like where uh, Thomas Wayne did his uh, stuff. Yeah, like lead to the labs. The labs could have been an interesting location. Um, yeah. Make make the lab a really big room. You don't need to have it be a realistically sized room. But then this uh this dungeon thing is like okay, we're in, we're under European catacombs for some reason. And Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. It is um, strange. I I don't think anything like that or the dungeon in the Vale's house like nothing breaks the reality so much that it totally ruins the game for me it just kind of it, it just kind of makes me do like a sideways glance mm-hmm. where i'm like mm, that's a little strange yeah so i will say um there, there's aspects of this um clash the the fight itself that i like for sure uh yeah but I, th- I think just like when it came down to Vicky's characterization in this moment, I was a little let down. Um, okay, ex- explain. Okay, so her whole deal throughout this whole thing has been like, well, Bruce Wayne's parents are dead. Yeah. And I know that Thomas Wayne in particular, at the very least, um, did a lot of shitty things. That specifically led to my life being terrible and the lives of many other people affected by Arkham Asylum being terrible. Uh, his his uh, sins are written in the rocks of our lives. We cannot be removed from them. And my life is still terrible even if Thomas Wayne is dead. So the inheritor of his benefits, Bruce Wayne, must be as terrible. Um, if not by anything he's done, at least by just definition of having received those benefits and uh, by virtue of being a Wayne, he must be as terrible. Uh, So I'm blaming him. That's why um, Bruce Wayne is the subject of of a lot of Vicky Vale's torment and the, uh, the children of Arkham in general view him as likely to have some sort of connection with like the current, sogginess that destroys gotham sogginess yeah the sogginess the moral sogginess of gotham must be at least a little bit um the responsibility of bruce wayne and we know from being him throughout this entire game really no like he was clearly the benefit of a lot of what his parents did but he himself uh has basically only ever been a good person yeah at, at least the way we played him, he's always been a, a pretty nice guy. And even if you play him weird, he can be like a rude guy and an aggressive guy and kind of a vicious guy. But like, he's never been on the evil side of things. He's never yeah. been actually trying to make other people's lives worse. Exactly. There's no, There was no option the whole time that we played this game that even thought about letting us do that. You know? Yeah, I mean, that's why he funded Harvey Dent's campaign, is he act, he believes that he can make Gotham a better place. 
Yeah, like with some of the uh, the the terrorists that you fight, you can like choose to break their arm during interrogation or not. Um, yeah. And like that's clearly a bad thing to do. Or um, sleeping with Selena or not when your Harvey Dent's friend is like a, a little bit more up in the air, but also kind of like the one thing that you can do that's um, against the morality of helping out your friends. So like you can do some stuff that's not good, but the the stuff that Thomas Wayne was uh, responsible for, you're never given the option to participate in that. Exactly. So really, no. Like she's kind of factually wrong about this. Yeah, let's just talk about it, Vicky. I didn't do it. I've been pretty cool. Uh, yeah, but like there's something to be said for the politics of like, you still need to reckon with the fact that it is your fault that you yeah. like not not your fault in that you did it. But by absorbing the benefits of what Thomas Wayne did, you should also have to absorb the moral debt and make up for it. And I think that is something interesting to talk about that this game seemed to be leading up to. But the way that Vicky Vale goes after you and the reasons for which she does don't let that be the thing that you can answer for. Right. Uh, so she goes, um, why don't you take off your cowl or else I'll hurt this butler guy. You must be working for Bruce Wayne, Batman, because uh, why else would you care about this one butler when all of the other like individual victims of this city go a little bit out of your purview while you're working on some of the bigger picture stuff? So... You have the option. Did you do this to take off your cowl and show her that you're Bruce Wayne? I did. I took off my cowl. I showed her. I did too. It was a good moment. Um, yeah. For, it well, just felt right. Yeah. It felt. Yeah. I agree with that. It was a good moment for. It was a good moment for showing. Us that we can like, take the responsibility of our actions a little bit, but I I think the way that Vicky Vale responded to it like it, it didn't feel fair it, at, at all because she was like wait what you would never be you would never be the kind of person batman is because she respects batman she doesn't respect bruce wayne and i don't know just the way that i was interpreting that story and i, I was vibing with like and, and, and I, I i was very interested in what they were saying about the the responsibility of those with inheritance and privilege um for her just to like not get that and for her to break down in violence and anger when she's confused by that kind of just diminishes the whole thing from she is aggressive and violent and extremist but she has a a, a political point to get to all the way right. just down to she's mean and uh she's just like a bad guy so she's gonna behave like a bad guy in this moment yeah she hit you yeah yeah i get you i mean i i agree with everything you're saying i i have no uh arguments yeah it's it's one of many things in the telltale canon that feel like station wagon guy <laughs> um station wagon guy station wagon guy from walking dead season one is i think the gold standard for this they've done it a lot of times since then but not never as well 
of like the personification of the impact of the character you've been throughout the season. Mm-hmm. Um, but Vicky Vale, yeah, she, I don't think she works nearly as well because she's not mad at my choices. She's mad at something she made up about me in her head. Right. She uh, made. She's mad at who she thinks Bruce Wayne is, mm-hmm. regardless of what you've done throughout. Yeah, she she has been working on this since before I made any choice in this game, right? Because she's yeah, like the Children of Arkham, as a political movement, predate the first choice you get to make in the game. So th- it was already happening, and we know that Bruce Wayne himself actually isn't responsible for the choices they're mad about. It just doesn't feel fair to the player. You're trying to make us feel guilty about, like, our father's role in it. When we can never really feel that way because we know so solidly it was not our choice or responsibility or fault at all. Yeah. Yeah. That's weak. I think it's weak. Yeah, I get... I mean, part on one hand, I can kind of... Like, Batman mentions at one point saying, like, uh, Vicky grew up surrounded like it's just been uh hate and misery her whole life that mm-hmm. she was kind of blinded by that so i i guess in a way it kind of hand waves it in a way that i think well i can even if it's not super strong i can at least buy it specifically for this yeah narrative even if it doesn't work as well as station wagon guy like for this story they at least put the breadcrumbs to make that a believable enough outcome. I think that if there was, I I, I don't want to like backseat designer this, you know? Right. But I think that if there was a moment in this game where the ethics of Bruce Wayne's family's uh, dealings in the past have been raised by the public, and then someone like Vicky Vale said, so are you going to give me all your money in order to like balance it out? Because while you were benefiting from everything your father was doing, I, roughly the same age as you and in the same kind of orphan and orphan state as you, was nothing but hurt by it. Are you just going to give me all your money? Am I going to be, are you going to let me run Wayne Enterprises? And then like let you, the player, say no. Because that, right. that would be stupid. That would be silly. <laughs> Uh, and no, then, I need this money for cheeseburgers. And then by the end of the episode, like, do your best to convince the player, like, yeah, that was an extreme ask, of course. And you said no, like I think anyone would. But wasn't she kind of right about that? What Didn't she at least have a point of the inequality of her position versus yours because of the privilege that you've been given at the expense of people like her? That would have right. hit a lot better. And uh mm-hmm. Instead of that, they just made it purely about like your bad did your dad did bad stuff. Feel bad <laughs> about it, and like I I can't really, you know, like that was that wasn't even during the episode, let alone my choice. Yeah, his dad died a long time ago. Yeah, station wagon guy was is purely about like the whole the whole deal of him started at the end of episode two of that season because of something that you had a lot of say about. And, right. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think that's... 
whenever it doesn't work that well, I think that's why. Because, like, the, the story might be confusing things that the player did with things that the character did or things that happened around the, the character. Um, right. You, you think the actual choices you made should be are what are called into question. If you're trying to do that thing, yeah. Yeah. If you're trying to do the station wagon guy, Lady Arkham, um, crooked man thing, where like all of your, right. um, all of the gameplay of the game up to this point was leading to a reckoning like this. Do you stand by what you've done? Can you take accountability for your actions and choices? which every single one of these Telltale games has in some way or another been about, um, at least post-Walking Dead, can you make me actually feel like the choices I made weren't uh, things I wouldn't have done in a real-life scenario if I was put into the character's shoes? Man, I really wish we could have seen a hypothetical Sam and Max season four with this sort of... I structure. You know, I I don't think it's impossible. I I think if uh if the expanse does well and Wolf Among Us 2 does well and uh the third uh Sam and Max remaster does well, then I don't see a world in which Skunk Ape and Neo Telltale aren't collaborating on that kind of stuff. Yeah, that that'd be great. I mean, I I don't remember the exact post, but I saw them speaking uh, highly. I, I think it was someone from uh, Neo Telltale talking about how much they really enjoy what Skunk Ape is doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I like seeing seeing that. I was like, oh, could, could something happen? <laughs> <laughs> you have Which, to use that voice you, you for know. it. Yeah, it's important. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, obviously no way to know, but it'd be cool if they did. It'd be cool if they did. Um, and I'd, I'd love for Skunk Ape to, uh, maybe claim back at least Strong Bad and Monkey Island as well, and trying to bring uh, those games into I, the modern era as well. I, I've said it many times, but I would kill for, uh, a remastered Tales of Monkey Island. That would, that would be so good. Yeah, you know, uh, if they can do the remaster, that's perfect, but really, I just kind of want it on stuff again. Bring it back to consoles. Um, right because the only consoles it's on are wii and ps3 yeah and both of those don't have the uh store up anymore right does ps3 I, store exist i didn't think it did Am I, I don't know i i think ps3 store i think they like said they were going to close it down a couple times and then didn't the wii but one at maybe least they is gone. finally did yeah the wii one's gone yeah uh yeah i would love to be able to play that on a modern because I've said it before. I'm a console guy, not really a PC guy. So I'd love to be able to just like play that up on my TV, play it with a controller. Uh, that'd be great. And yeah. nice, fancy HD graphics. Yeah. And like, if it's a question of like, how much effort would it be to remaster? I'm always of the opinion that like, just having the thing on more things is is the way to go. Yeah, um, even if it's just a straight port, even if it's just playing it in like an HD image on a big screen on a easily accessible console, that's still something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it probably wouldn't be HD if it was a straight port, but um, right. I'm well, no, it would be because like the PC version is HD. It, 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 yeah. it displays up to the textures aren't all HD, but like the game itself displays up to 
1080p as an option. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to see them, you know, make some creative decisions with it like they did the Sam and Max remasters as well. But yeah, I, I'd take anything. Mm-hmm. You're Then you would be put into like a position of, uh, do you address that a lot of the characters are basically the same character as each other? Um, if you redesign some characters, do you re- redesign them all the way to not be the same character model as each other? Or like, what do you do about that? It, yeah. It's tricky. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so Vicky Vale dies. <laughs> yeah, she gets squashed like a bug. I don't think you can do anything about it. I don't think so. It seemed pretty uh, cutscene. Yeah. Like, uh, it's just something that's going to happen. Yeah, and uh, at the very end of the episode, uh, Alfred kind of chastises me a little bit. He goes, why'd you show her your face? And I think he says something to the effect of, like, it's just the right thing to do. And anyway, she died, so it's a moot point, right? <laughs> and Alfred yeah, goes, I just you felt didn't know like that was going to happen, though. <laughs> but I kind of did. Yeah. I kind of thought it would. I, I figured the only way you can rationalize Batman showing someone his identity is that you're going to kill them afterwards. You can't have... You can't have Vicky out there saying, Bruce Wayne is Batman. Yeah, and I think this is one of the uh, one of the problems with knowing there's a sequel in the future. Because if this was the very last episode of Batman, of this story of Batman, then like, yeah, maybe this is Bruce Wayne is unmasked and maybe he dies. Um, mm-hmm. But like, yeah, if there's another five episodes, then uh, I'll be fine. I, I I think Bruce is going to be okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's about it. Well, okay. So after that, though, there's a there's a speech. Oh, right, right, right. The the press conference. Yeah. Just it just takes a couple of minutes. Uh, it's like the end tag of the episode. Um, and you can decide what to do. It's the um. It's the funeral for, who's it for? Or is it a, uh, the, the, oh, the previous commissioner. Right, yeah, we didn't even mention that he dies. Yeah, so, um, commissioner, it, it's like almost Gordon, what's the name? I wrote it down. Uh, it's Gorgon or something. Grogan. <laughs> Grogan. Yeah, Commissioner Grogan dies, so Lieutenant Gordon becomes... <laughs> this makes him sound like a gremlin. Yeah, he becomes the commissioner. And uh, for it, it, it's sort of a coronation ceremony for him to become uh, commissioner, and also a funeral for um, the previous commissioner, commissioner and also a press release about Harvey Dent not being mayor anymore. So, like, right. all of those things happening in tandem with each other require people to be there and you're given the choice um and it's framed of who does gotham need more batman is invited to this and bruce wayne is invited to this you can only be one guy who who did you choose bruce i also chose bruce yeah but the way it's framed Mm -hmm. really is interesting because i i feel like when they made this choice before it was kind of like, oh, you could go as Bruce and it'd be kind of more civil or go as Batman and be uh, more spooky and scary. But here it was kind of the opposite. The way they were describing it, it was kind of like, uh, 
Yeah, Bruce is good, but maybe Gotham just really needs Batman right now. To me, it felt like they were trying to be like, maybe Batman might be the better option this time. Yeah, and I I would totally buy that, too, um, because I was very on the fence about it. Um, Same. Like, the, the rationale behind Batman would be like, Bruce Wayne, maybe you've understood that the Wayne name is genuinely and fairly tainted, you know? Uh, yeah. Why would you, representing everything bad that the other Waynes have done, like it or not, that's what you represent as a symbol to the city, why would you show up and make that about yourself? Yeah. Um, and if Batman goes, Batman's really only been working toward this, although Batman, I think, represents the fact that the city is still unstable and can't fend for itself and isn't at its heart a good place. Um, yeah. I chose Bruce Wayne because I had the feeling, and I was proven right about this, that I would have the opportunity to finally, we really haven't been able to say this much, uh, speak out against Thomas Wayne's actions, take full accountability publicly, and just say genuinely, probably the thing that Vicky needed to hear, like, hey, this wasn't me, and I don't condone anything, but I do take responsibility, and Wayne Enterprises and myself are going to step up and try to get that right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree. That's exactly why I picked Bruce too. Up until now, uh, you just, you've, you've been ousted out of the company. You you haven't really been able to step up and say that even if, uh, you're thinking it the whole time, like, like the whole time I'm thinking Bruce is not his dad. You can, you can just tell people, Hey, that was my dad. I'm not my dad, but, uh, sorry. Yeah, you you have the option of just saying, it's not my fault. And I think people would believe it and understand it. But you yeah. also have the option of saying, I benefited from everything he did for my entire life. Didn't know it, but I can't pretend I wasn't extremely comfortable, extremely privileged, extremely powerful because of it. So yeah. I I need to take accountability for what he did. And that that felt like the end of that story in the way that I wanted the uh, like the clash with Vicky Vale to be. It just happened at the at kind of a press event sort of thing instead. <laughs> and yeah, that that the the where and why eventually. and when of that was like a little too late for me to feel great about it. But I'm I'm glad that it happened. Right. Yeah, they got to it sooner or later. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the then first... he gets attacked by a car. That, yeah, he does. That's like the the thing where, yeah, he did what he was supposed to do, but then uh, someone, just like some random guy, makes an assassination attempt on Bruce Wayne real quick by running a car <laughs> into the stage. And yeah, he's like, that, "Well, like, I'm here. He's here. You're always gonna have enemies, I guess." Yeah. <laughs> um, I should have looked up what happens if you're Batman there. Because Batman yeah. in the middle of a day giving a press statement is wild. <laughs> I don't normally do this sort of thing, but thought I'd drop in. Mm-hmm. Also, Bruce's uh, Bruce's first words during the speech uh, are after Lieutenant Gordon like introduces him, and Bruce goes, "Well, that's a tough act to follow," and everyone in the audience laughs like that's a great joke. <laughs> laughs and claps. They laugh and clap. Yeah, they're like, "Oh, he's just like us." I would have said that too. <laughs> I would have said exactly those words. 
<laughs> all right, you're all right, man. You know what? We forgive you. Yeah, I'll, your dad is fine. <laughs> yeah, it's just what, whatever. You're funny. Yeah, whose dad isn't that? Yeah. <laughs> we all got issues. Yeah. If I counted on one hand the number of people that my dad put in Arkham Asylum unfairly, I would need two hands. <laughs> yeah, it turns out no one. It just turns out. <laughs> that's just a dad thing. Yeah, that's the arc of the story. Bruce says, I guess we're not so different. <laughs> um, so at the very end of the episode, after the credits roll, or I guess during, you get your choices like normal um, and the percentages, which I, you know, who's to say? Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but in addition to the, the choices, you also get a season performance bar. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is the first time we've seen this. Um, I th- that sounds right. I mean, I know other seasons have things that are kind of similar, like Game of Thrones. Well, New, t- had... New Tales had it. New Tales had yeah. something like like the, the skateboard score and stuff. <laughs> Fuck that. Remember the skateboard score? <laughs> uh, yeah, boy, do I. Man, that was an un penetrable piece of logic and like how do i get a good skateboard score who knows who could possibly you know what so you know what's so funny about that conversation we just had after you said skateboard score my intention was to be like yes i remember okay i i i know what you're talking about but instead what came out of my mouth was laughter and fuck that (laughs) yeah (laughs) but yes i do get what you mean but uh yeah. Mine said I was merciful. Yeah, so I'll I'll list mine. So it, it says, uh, it, it's like, what kind of Batman are you? Because we yeah. told you who Bruce Wayne is, and you decided who Batman is. Um, Which is an interesting thing. I, I don't know if it really works as well as the premise of that is interesting, because half of the game is Bruce Wayne. I, it would have been good just to choose who he is, too. But... Yeah. um. Like, so what kind of Batman is your Batman? And I am 71% on the scale between vengeful and merciful. On in wow. the favor of merciful. Uh, 61% on the scale of cunning to... I forget the other one, but I'm on the side of cunning. Is it like aggressive versus cunning? Um, That sounds right. I'm getting mine right now. And I'm 70% on the spectrum between collaborative and solo work. Uh, So I'm merciful, cunning, and collaborative. That's my Batman. That's what he's all about. What about um, pragmatic versus compassionate? I don't think they told me that. Oh, interesting. I did. That's weird. Okay. Pragmatic versus compassionate. Yeah, so I was 100% merciful. Wow. Uh, It takes heroic restraint when dealing with criminals, keeping oneself from taking it too far or inflicting unnecessary pain and suffering. Huh. And then uh, cunning and honest, I was 56% cunning. I was 61% cunning, yeah. So not not very honest sometimes. That's okay. I'll I'll trust you. Hmm. And then uh, I was 95% collaborative. 95. Wow, that's high. Yeah, that you're, is You're very high. extreme you... on these spectrums. 
Yeah, what did you say yours was? Were you seventy? Pretty okay. So you are a little closer to the middle, but uh, on cunning, I'm I'm sixty one percent. So yeah, we're closer on that one. And then uh, I was eighty eight percent compassionate. I don't think I saw that one. Hmm. Is it on the same like screen? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It, it's just the one screen. Compassionate, you say? Yeah. <laughs> Compassionate, you say. Compassionate, you say. Versus um, pragmatic. Hmm. Do you consider yourself a pragmatic person? Yes. Cool. Sure. Uh, you want to head into our <laughs> segments? I would love to. Who's your weekly guy? We So, weekly guy was hard. I feel like all of these segments were kind of hard this week. Because, like I said before, I feel like not a lot really stood out to me. Yep. Um, but I gave it to Harvey this week just because I liked his whole deal. I, I felt like his character mm-hmm. with him becoming Two-Face was interesting. Uh, I liked that whole scene with him and the hostages. Um, but really, and they're all good this week i just felt like no one really it wasn't an easy choice to make because no one really stepped went above and beyond i feel like this time Mm -hmm. uh who did you pick so i was all ready to give it to vicky i was very ready i I was too and then yeah for the reasons we talked about i just don't think her last moment in this episode in the season really did any favors to like what I think the character of Lady Arkham was going for and was supposed to kind of be about. Yeah. Um, See, I yeah. I did have Vicky written down. I changed it when you started, to, like halfway into the episode, I was like, oh, I agree with everything Mitchell said. I can't put Vicky as my <laughs> weekly guy. Uh, yeah. So I switched over to Harvey. I mean, there is a lot of good going on with Vicky. I would say, though, yeah. um, and I've given to, I've given it to him before, but it's I just Bruce Wayne again. I think that's fair. Yeah, I I almost I thought about giving it to Bruce as well. Mm-hmm. But um, at, at the same time, I just felt like like Bruce was good in this episode, but I don't feel like I he's he's I don't think he was like any better than he was in past episodes, which is to say he was good. Mm-hmm. But uh, like I gave it to him in an episode two because I that was when I first really felt like oh I like this Bruce. I'm really getting behind who this Bruce is. Uh, so I gave it to him that week, and this week it's just kind of like, well, he's just still the same Bruce, I, which is good. Yeah, yeah. I think this uh, this season's strength, among other Telltale games, is that the player character really is compelling um, in, yeah. in a way that normally the player character is more of a baseline for uh, how we deal with the rest of the world. Especially... yeah the case in uh jesse in minecraft but even lee and clementine and reese and fiona in uh in in borderlands and and stuff just like they're mostly reaction set pieces for the rest of the world to bounce off of yeah Um, which is true like how it should work if i'm choosing what they do um but yeah i i think in this game bruce just is a very compelling Still stoic and still blank slate enough to make your own Bruce out of him. Uh, but, like, just a good character. He's got a lot of yeah. very relatable and understandable turmoil and problems to solve. Just It, it makes, a lot of, makes a lot of sense, the things that you can have him do. 
Yeah, yeah. I, t- I totally agree. So I, I get choosing Bruce for this. I, I feel like you could choose Bruce for like any of them, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll allow that Mitchell. Yeah. I was also kind of thinking about maybe John Doe just for the very, very short time he appears in this episode (laughs) in Arkham Asylum, because I liked that short time he appeared, but like he barely did anything. So it would feel a little prescriptive if I did that. It would feel a little forced. Same, same wavelength. I was thinking that exact same thought crossed my mind too, just because I saw him and I was like, Hey you. And I, and I liked what they did with him, but Mm -hmm. I I could, I couldn't give it to him when he's barely a presence in this, in that episode. Yeah. Um, choice cut. What was yours? At the very end going as either Bruce or Batman. That felt like a very good summary of the entire like season. The, The whole thesis of the thing came down to, who does Gotham need more and why? Yeah. So good. That's a good one. Good choice there. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you. Uh, mine was just choosing exactly what to say to save the hostages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, like, that's not even like a, oh, this gets behind who Bruce is or gets into who Harvey is. It, it's just kind of like a make the right choice sort of thing, mm-hmm. which... I, I feel like, depending on the game, seems like something I would not actually like that much. But here I was like, oh, no, I want to get through and save all of these guys. I like it when it's like a puzzle. You know, I, I like it when, yeah. um, think about the right choice versus the wrong choice in terms of, like, it's hard to understand what that would be. You need to think through it and figure it out. Um, I, I don't like it when it's like, well, you RP'd wrong. You we're the wrong kind of guy. Yeah, that that's the impression I got with New Tales from the Borderlands so much. Yeah, I, I hated totally, that there. Totally. Uh where where you're punished for playing in the way you think you're supposed to, but here I I it's it's not like chiding you for making the wrong choice, but it is your choices having consequences. Um and I don't know. I li- I liked it here. Mm-hmm. Um, golden moment. Mine is probably the speech at the very end. Um, I also like yeah, the coin. That's a good that one. coin scene though is very good. Yeah, that's good. Uh, it it makes my choice feel a little, especially after what we talked about. Uh, I just put going through Arkham. I just thought <laughs> it was a cool. I just thought it was a cool scene, even though it did have its issues. Yeah. I, I agree that the whole dungeon underneath is a little much, but I don't know. I thought it was fun just going through the halls. Yeah, that, that first part I, I liked a lot. Yeah, and and also the part where John Doe showed up. I, I just uh, got into it. I was like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm kind of excited going through this, especially since I thought it was overall not a super exciting episode for me in the same way other episodes were like they were exciting bits but i would say other episodes had parts that got me more amped up yeah uh i would but yeah i i liked it enough you liked it enough and i guess that's our thesis statement on batman the telltale series yeah i i did think it was a good season i'm not coming out of it like disappointed i would i would put it above uh minecraft which i thought did kind of find its footing near the end uh, but yeah, like I wouldn't put it over 
Wolf Among Us just because I feel like Wolf Among Us gets uh I just like how creative it was with its world. Mm-hmm. Uh it kind of resonated with me more. And it, I I feel like this take on Batman's world is a way that's done well, but it's like we talked about at the beginning. It's not like my favorite way to do a Batman world. I like when you can get crazy with it with Clayface and the like. Uh so, yeah. I mean I I really did like it though. I I thought it was yeah. a, a very strong I just think it's a very strong way to go about doing this kind of game. Yeah. In general. Yeah, and and it does have me excited. It, it's not like other games where I'm a little like if Game of Thrones got a season two, I would probably be dreading it. Here, I'm like, oh yeah, I didn't love Batman season one, but it does get me very excited to see what's going to happen next with Batman. Um. Hmm. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm uh, I'm definitely excited. I'm definitely excited to see what happens yeah. next. But what happens next will not be what our podcast does next because our podcast <gasps> we're, well we're heading into a little bit of an interesting era for us. Yeah. Here's here's what's up. Dustin, you want to tell the audience what we're doing next? Um okay. So our plan was to jump into The Walking Dead Season 3, A New Frontier. Yep. Uh, Which I'm excited to do because that's The Walking Dead season I remember the least. Yeah, it's the one you stopped at, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I did play it. I did play through Walking Dead Season 3, but I only played it once compared to playing the other two seasons multiple times. And I think it was just in this weird period where I, I might have been busy, just had a lot going on, a lot on my mind, so it, it just didn't really sit with me as well as the first two did. Um, So I'm excited to play it again, but we have an issue with the timing, don't we, Mitchell? Yeah, so next week's episode will be the first episode of uh, Walking Dead A New Frontier, which is the third season of The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. But we are not going to um, continue that one per week in a row like we normally do. Because the week after that, we will be covering the very first episode of the new video game. Trying to cover it as it comes out. Uh, Telltale's... No, that's not what it's called. It's called <laughs> The Expanse A Telltale Series. There you go. The Expanse A Telltale Series. So we're going to be covering the new game as the episodes come out. And because they come out every two weeks, that means that we're going to be bouncing back and forth between uh, one episode of The Walking Dead A New Frontier and then The Expanse. And then that for uh, five goes, so a, a total of ten weeks, is bouncing back and forth between the two games. Is this the best way to do that? I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it could be good. We're we're going to be making telling the tale history. It might just make our... Yeah, <laughs> within our podcast, we are pioneers. <laughs> yeah, we're awesome. Yeah, uh, it might end up with us getting our wires crossed too much or forgetting what's happening in one game in favor of remembering what's happening in the other. And I'm nervous right, about two that. Weeks, two <laughs> weeks is a while. Two weeks between playing an between episode. Episodes. I mean, normally yeah. it's a month. If we're actually, right. you know, catching one of these at, as they came out in the in, in real time. Right, but we didn't have to do a podcast about it. Yeah, so we just were okay with not remembering. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's how it went. Hard to say. We'd say, oh yeah, I guess that's what happened. Um, Yeah, I'm excited for the new Telltale video game. I'm definitely also excited to return to the world of The Walking Dead. So a, a good and interesting next 10 weeks for us. The wonderful world of The Walking Dead. Yes, that's um, that's over two months. Uh, ten that's weeks. a long time. Yeah, it's a, it's about two and a half months of our lives are going to be gone. So we're talking about ending this somewhere around October of 2023. And then get ready for Halloween season. Because then I think we're jumping into uh, something else. Something that definitely ah. isn't Halloween themed. Because I don't think there are any of those left. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> it's probably either going to be Guardians of the Galaxy or Law and Order, I think, or something. I don't remember. Right. But it's uh, 10 weeks away, so we don't even need to think about it for a while. Yeah, who even cares? I don't... That's so far off. That's October, Dustin and Mitchell's problem. Yep, and they will hate us for that. So we'll talk to you later, and until next time, because it is ending soon, have a great summer. Have a great rest of the summer while you still can.